Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is service. We are motivated to get out of ourselves and to be of service to others. We give back what has been given to us freely in ACA. In our early ACA experience, we may have been skeptical, confused, angry, or sad. Uh, I, was, I felt grateful and definitely very angry for at least six months. Certainly no one has ever come to ACA because things were working well. A physical, mental, and spiritual bottom usually brings us to ACA. Having come to ACA meetings a few times, we may have caught a glimmer of hope that the ACA program may help us. After a while, we may have asked someone for their number or had a cup of coffee with them to see if we might be, become fellow travelers. As we reflect on those early days, we can only imagine what might have come, become of us had we not found an ACA meeting. Yeah, if I hadn't found an ACA meeting and I hadn't found you know, the next program because of ACA and you know all the friends and just not being alone with the shame, it's uh, you know it's uh, you know that sentence really makes me pause and you know have some real gratitude. Back to the reading. Our thoughts may turn to those who, whose lives are similarly affected. We would like for them to have the same opportunity for spiritual growth, so we may decide to participate in the group's business meetings or accept a service role at the group, inner group, or world service level. Or maybe we feel most comfortable accepting the invitation to chat or have a cup of coffee with another ACA who is about to embark on this wonderful spiritual adventure. We decide our own way, our own best way to give back. On this day, I recall my early days and the progress I have made. In return, I will perform service in some way so that other ACAs may find this life-saving program. Yeah, and, you know, I think, you know, I'm not very different than a lot of ACAs where you can have a very strong critical parent and always, you know, the next thing and more recovery and do this and, and all this kind of stuff. And I guess well-meaning, but man, like when I got into that program, I, I was grateful that there was something there, even though I didn't understand exactly what there was. I just knew that I had found my tribe and I'm still in the program. And I think that's big. It's one of the harder programs that I've Ever had to work. So anyways, back to uh, the next reading is Prom 7. We will learn how to play and have fun in our lives. Big Red Book, page 591. Just as we learn to fear our alcoholic and dysfunctional families, we can now learn to play and enjoy ourselves. This does not mean playing solitaire games on our computers, tablets, or game consoles. A way that many of us learn to become more lighthearted is by finding real enjoyment in the company of other ACAs. While we maintain a certain structure in our meetings, we can also experience fellowship before or after the meetings and share good times. This may feel weird to some of us at first because we were learning to relate to people differently than we're used to. But as with the rest of the program, daily practice helps us become more comfortable with the idea. Laughter starts to flow more naturally as we begin to let our guard down. We become less concerned with saying the right thing and more concerned with just being in the moment. Where we once filled every waking moment with activity as a way to keep ourselves occupied, we can learn to become more of a human being than a human doing. We can now have fun because we are finally free from the fear of showing our true self. Did you hear the one about the two adult children who walk into a meeting? On this day, I will practice playing and will enjoy having fun with others in a wholesome and positive way. And I think part of that is redefining what fun means to me you know, and not what it looks like to other people. 
And uh, yeah, I, I really do appreciate the encouragement to, you know, kind of do these things with other people. Now we will move on to Melody Beatty, the language of letting go. And the topic is love in words and actions. Many of us have confused notions about what it means to be loved and cared about. Many of us were loved and cared for by people who had discrepancies between what they said and did. We may have had a mother or father who said, I love you to us, and then abandoned or neglected us, giving us confused ideas about love. Thus, that pattern feels like love, the only love we knew. Yeah, and love being inconsistent and conditional. Um, you know, not to, don't feel like going so much into the details, but it was just a very inconsistent. It felt like it was more achievement oriented or, you know, what activity. It was like a video game where the where the, the, the key of the video game was to make the main person in the household happy. And if you didn't do that, then there was no love. Back to the reading. Some of us may have been cared for by people who provided for our needs and said they loved us, but simultaneously abused or mistreated us. That then became our idea of love. Wow. Some of us may have been cared for by people who provided our needs and said they loved us, but simultaneously abused or mistreated us. That then becomes our idea of love. Some of us have lived in emotionally sterile environments where people said they loved us, but no feelings or nurturing were available. That may have become our idea of love. We may learn to love others or ourselves the way we've been loved, or we may let others love us the way we have been loved. Whether or not that feels good, it's time to let our needs be met in ways that actually work. Unhealthy love may meet some surface needs, but not our need to be loved. We can come to expect congruency in behavior from others. We can diminish the impact of words alone and insist that behaviors and words match. We can find the courage, when appropriate, to confront discrepancies in words and actions, not to shame, blame, or find fault, but to help us stay in touch with reality and with our needs. We can give and receive love where behavior matches one's words. We deserve to receive and give the best that love has to offer. Today, I will be open to giving and receiving the healthiest love possible. I will watch for discrepancies between words and behaviors that confuse me and make me feel crazy. When that happens, I will understand that I'm not crazy. I'm in the midst of a discrepancy. And I think that's why it's very important for me to see, you know, am I, am I reacting the way uh, a parent is reacting or, am, you know, am I, am I coming from a, a spiritual place, you know, of love, unconditional love to others and to myself, or at least understanding, you know, I think St. Francis prayer, Lord, Lord, help me to seek first to understand than to be understood. It's tough. But it's, uh, it's a prayer for a reason. And the final reading is also from the language of letting go. And the topic is insisting on the best. We deserve the best life and love has to offer. But we are each faced with the challenge of learning to identify what that means in our life. We must each come to grips with our own understanding of what we believe we deserve, what we want, and whether we are receiving it. There is only one place to start. And that is right where we are in our current circumstances. The place we begin is with us. What hurts? What makes us angry? What are we whining and complaining about? Um, you know, Saturday nights sometimes, I think. Are we discounting how much of a particular behavior is hurting us? Um, I think one thing is I've really, in recovery, I've really started to, to see a real joy and peace 
in you know organizing my day. Factors reading. Are we making excuses for the other person, telling ourselves we're too demanding? Are we reluctant for a variety of reasons, especially fear, to tackle the issues in our relationships that may be hurting us? Sometimes. Do we know what's hurting us and do we know that we have a right to stop our pain if we want to do that? We can begin the journey from deprived to deserving. We can start it today. We can also be patient and gentle with ourselves as we travel in important increments from believing we deserve second best to knowing in the hearts that we deserve the best and taking responsibility for that. Yeah, and I think that is the big part is knowing that we deserve the best. And it's not because I worked hard or anything. We deserve the best because I'm a child of God, really, for lack of, you know, that logic, which I would have really like rolled my eyes at is far better than the other logic where it's like, oh, I have to do this and do this and do this and do this to get the best. No, just and take responsibility for that. Today, I will pay attention to how I allow people to treat me and how I feel about that. You know, whether it's the job or the friends, the relationships. I will also watch how I treat others, that whether it's the job, the friends, the relationship, and family. I will not overreact by taking their issues too personally and too seriously. I will not underreact by denying that certain behaviors are inappropriate and not acceptable to me. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to feel my feelings, and to love myself.